Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Paige. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the hit Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy. This week we are covering Season 2, Episode 1, right back where we started. Paige, thank you so much for joining me for The Umbrella Academy. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am super into this show. I'll be honest, I did not watch the first season until after Mm -hmm. you reached out to me. (laughs) You were like, would you want to do season two of Umbrella Academy? And I was like, yes. Also, I haven't watched season one yet, but I've got a few weeks to binge it. So yes. And I'm glad that I did because I like rocked through it in like three days and it was incredible. And I'm super, super stoked on this show. Fantastic. Well, I love hearing that. I know uh, Sean and I had a really great time covering season one uh, last year when it came out. Um, so I was, and, and we had really great response. I, I reached out to many of our listeners uh, once we knew season two was coming and said, hey, is, you know, would everyone be interested in still hearing from us for season two? And we had great response. And luckily um, you were available to cover it with me because I think, you know, I, I can't imagine who else, you know, I could get to, to cover this with me so enthusiastically. Um, and, and, and I love that you've got such a great attitude about it. Before we jump into, you know, just our thoughts about the first episode, um, I, we didn't do any type of like recap of season one. I mean, y'all can go back and and listen to our episodes of season one. Do you want to give like your general thoughts about, I mean, you said that you loved it, but is there anything yeah. that you want to add about the first season that goes into what we know about the first episode so far? Oh, man. I I think, I mean, it seems like such an easy answer, but it's it's true that <laughs> the characters and the way they, the, they develop, especially these like main siblings and, you know, the Hargreaves siblings and the way that they just like, mm-hmm. you see all of their different personalities and they all, you know, different things make each of them tick and they they love each other so deeply. But at the same time, like they really clash and butt heads so hard. And so it's an <laughs> yeah. amazing like family dynamic to look at. And I think that's really what draws you in is you mm-hmm. get so connected to these characters. And then, of course, just the insane time travel and, you know, outside of the universe kind of stuff and their powers all of the really crazy things are what keep you there after you're connected to the characters. Absolutely. And I always get scared. I'm sure I, I, I'm almost positive. I talked about it uh, during season one when we covered it and I've covered it and, or talked about it in other shows that involve time travel or any uh, like time warp kind of interdimensional kind of thing or anything like that. I get so wigged out uh-huh. and get so confused. So hopefully um, we can get through this and hopefully you can walk me through some of the stuff. I think <laughs> so far I'm good, but yeah. you know, anytime you start throwing time travel in a show and I'm just like, Oh boy, here we go. Mine <laughs> going to bend my mind a little bit here and hopefully I can make some sense of it. Um, that's great. I'm, I'm thrilled that you were stoked. Um, I'm, watch this first episode i thought it was fantastic general general thoughts oh yeah on the it, opener <laughs> it was so good like it just it picks up a right where the the finale of season one ends and it just throws you right back into where you were and it starts off just strong with 
okay, they're all separated and they're way in the past for them and don't know what's going on. Cool. And the apocalypse is happening again. Cool. Like you're just very thrust right, right into it. So. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really excited to talk about it. I know even before, um, cause it just came out on the 31st, we are, um, a few days behind covering it. Um, so I know just the initial reactions that I was seeing online, that it was getting really great reviews. People were super pumped and talking about without having read any spoilers. Yeah. I, I didn't read spoilers, just the general reactions like, oh, my gosh, this opener was great. It was fantastic. It was, you know, um, just full of so many things and people it just seemed to be really positive. So I got really, really stoked. And of course, um, was not let down at all whenever I watched it. So I, I was pleased at well as well. So. With that, I'm ready to start talking about it, and I know that you are too. Yeah. So why don't Let's go. <laughs> I know I'm, we're just chomping at the bit here? Why are we Why are we waiting? So let's not wait anymore. Let's go ahead and start with our top five. Paik, what's your number five? All right, my number five is just the powers that they have, and the way that you know, even over just like this course of, I mean, for some of them, it's been years that they are trapped back in the 60s and so they've had mm -hmm. time to really focus on their powers whatever and we'll find out eventually watching the season i'm sure what leads them to that big battle there when five finally lands and runs into them right before the nuclear bombs mm -hmm. go off but they've all really honed their powers and they're working together almost like this x-men type group <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is really cool even vanya is back on board with them it seems so that'll be really cool to see how all that plays out but just they're all so powerful. She's floating in the air like Scarlet Witch or something, just blowing up bombs. And so it's like yes. she's really had time to focus on that. Uh, you know, Diego is just insane with those knives. You couldn't even see what he was doing and everybody just drops dead. Uh, exactly. You know, Luther is so strong that he just takes like a missile to the back and was like, what of it? And Klaus has perfected that power of you know what we saw in season one where he's freaking mm -hmm. out about the fact that he can touch ben you know and can like physically feel him and now it seems like he's able to do that with every ghost that he conjures and make them kill other people for him and <laughs> yes i i'm so glad that you brought this up because this is my number five as well awesome. which is just that beginning fight um when five comes walking out of the alley and and i remember looking i was like uh i don't remember this happening in the history books was there yeah. something i was like i don't think something happened in the 60s in dallas i would have heard about that i'm like oh sh i know that i skipped a few classes <laughs> sometimes but i'm pretty sure i would have remembered or picked that up somewhere along the way so i was like what the hell did i miss um so, yeah, like you said, getting to see uh, these characters really have, you know, using their full power, they have really tuned in, you know, and focused and learned and um, they're just like unstoppable. Well, yeah. apparently not too unstoppable. <laughs> there were some nukes coming yeah. that apparently they couldn't do a whole lot with in that moment. But so hopefully we'll get, you know, get to see what happens next at that point. Um but at least at this in this fight, you know, like you said, Vanya has who who just there at the end kind of not I don't know so much learned, but really tuned into those powers. Yeah. So to see how well she 
has honed them at this point and seems to be okay with you know like who she is and understands she has powers and and has learned how to use them and not just use them but use them very well Um, stopping this mortar shell from the tank and um, klaus like you said summoning those ghosts and attacking the soldiers he was just really comfortable they just all seem very comfortable with themselves and comfortable in their skin and seem to be like this is who we are and they've accepted it and i think that could be a part of, of maybe why i mean it's because they were kind of badasses as kids and not that they weren't as adults but they all just kind of like disconnected and didn't have that relationship and i guess there were not a lot of fights to be fighting mm-hmm. you know when as they got older it was more of when they were younger and their father just kind of had them almost like as like soldiers for hire or something yeah. you know when they were little um and we got to see, you know, some of them fighting as, as kids, you know, and they were, they seemed badass then, yeah. even as kids, but now they've really seemed to kind of grow into themselves and, you know, as adults. And it was, it was so great seeing that. And, and Allison, I mean, that whole thing was just like, that's not just like <laughs> telling someone like I, you know, Hey, I heard a rumor. She legit blew people's minds. Yeah. I remember like <laughs> I had to go back and rewatch that scene. Like I rewind it. I had to see it like three times. Cause I was just, I heard a rumor, I blew your minds. And then they all went, you know, Indiana Jones and (laughs) melted away. And I was just like, damn, Allison, that's, I mean, that wasn't, I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I I like that. That was, it wasn't just like a power of persuasion kind of thing. Like she was, you know, you know, go to sleep or something like that. And they just lay on the ground and go to sleep that was an an action that that was happening there yeah. and i thought dang that's that's one way i wasn't i, I didn't know her power could work that way mm-hmm. so that's that's what was cool uh, you know as we talk about how like you said they've really honed their skills and tapped into their powers it seems that they're you know true capacity um and and learn it, it and you compared it to the x men it's kind of you know a really good comparison when you watch some of the X-Men movies um, and you get to see like a a new mutant or a a person who realizes they have some kind of powers and they don't know how to use it. They're scared to use it. They don't know how to control it. And then you see, you know, like, you know, through professor X or something, they get to learn, you know, how to tap into it, how to control it, you know, how powerful they can become, you know, um, and all the, the different ways that they can use their power. So, um, I think that's one reason why I really do dig this show is it, it cause I love the X-Men. Yeah. So <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Diego badass got some matrix like moves. I don't, I don't know what he did. It was even still kind of in slow motion. I know he was yeah. dodging like some bullets, but I don't understand what happened after yeah, that. He landed and then everybody in. else dropped dead. And was like, yeah. Okay. I was like, did they ricochet off of him or something? I, I don't know. Or, or did he? Hmm, I'm sure he had some I'm little blades he was like flicking out while he's flipping because that, that's what he does. But <laughs> Thank you. That's what I was going to just yeah. gonna say. I'm like, okay, well, let's talk this out. We know that he is proficient with knives. Mm-hmm. So did he in this motion as he's dodging bullets, is he also in some quick way we just can't see like ping, 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 you know, like Chinese throwing stars. That's what I was Uh was thinking Chinese throwing stars, these little blades or something. And it's taken everyone out. Um, But super fun. I mean, just, I kept going, Oh wow. Look at that. Oh, look at him. Oh, look at her. And you know what they're doing. Um, So it was, it was pretty cool to see. Um, And it really, 
great way, I thought, to, to kick off uh, this this premiere episode. So, and music, maybe that's maybe that's another one. Let's save that one. Let's talk about the music later, <laughs> because that's always a big part of this um, series. Yeah. I feel it certainly played a big part in the first season. So let's just save that because I'm sure that's going to be a talking point. Um, well, I, I loved everything you said, and I totally agree. It was great. Did you? And I totally just kind of jumped in oh, with you because it was fine. my number five. Yeah. Did you have? Anything else you wanted to say about about your number five? Anything to add to that? No, not really. We covered it really well. <laughs> Sweet. I, I feel like I just want to go back and watch that scene again. Right? Like the episode itself was really great, but I could go back and watch that just that scene a couple more times. It was just that much fun and had that much enjoyment for me. So glad you felt the same. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your number four? My number four is Allison and her place here in in the south in the 60s and where she's mm-hmm. found herself yep um because she does she lands in dallas in 1961 in the south in the 60s so of course you get this like these main characters who you know is a black woman and then also i feel like later on in the season because we have klaus who is quite the like lgbtq icon yes but you you know this timing and location I really feel like there's definitely some deep stories that will be, mm-hmm. you know, that will be explored this season with those kind of social issues and things like that. And I'm really excited to see where they go with that stuff. Me too. And I'm glad, I'm glad that you have, have that on there as well. Um, Allison's one of my, she's not my number four, but she's um, here on my list mm-hmm. um, of top five. Um, I, I like, I am interested to see where they go with that story and I'm glad that they decided not to, um, downplay or ignore what the climate was like for people of color in that time in our, in our time period in the Mm sixties you know, what that was like when she walked into that restaurant, you know, cause she's, she's scared. She's confused. They've all just been, you know, they're all time jumping and they're all alone. I mean, I guess Klaus has been, mm-hmm. but you know, they're all, they're all alone and they don't know where they are. Um, they don't know what time period they're in. They, they, they're figuring out, am I alone, you know, or are any of my siblings around? So they're trying to figure that out. And she walks into this restaurant and, you know, everyone's looking at her. And at first you think it, they're just looking at her. Cause I mean, her clothes are clearly a little different, you know, yeah. they're definitely not for that time period. So of course that her clothes might cause um, some looks like, what is she wearing? You know, that's, it's not a sixties dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but the looks that they're giving her are not for her clothes it's for other reasons yeah. and we find out they, they they it's a white people only restaurant yeah. and i was just like oh my gosh that's terrible and so i'm curious um do you think cuz i was curious why did she get married i know I was, during this time period it's like she found someone really quick and that's really good yeah. for her i mean other than Maybe I guess after a while she realized maybe she wasn't going to run into any of her siblings and maybe they weren't even in the same decade that she was. She doesn't know how the time travel works. So she may Mm -hmm. have just kind of submitted herself to the fact that this may be my new life and I may be stuck here living in the 60s and living out the rest of my life from this point. So I might as well make a life here. I wondered that too. I think that probably makes sense. I also wondered if because of what she 
is or what she experienced. We don't know how long she experienced that and maybe not finding help or anyone to help her because she's a woman of color um, in, you know, a, a time of civil rights happening in, in our time. And it's dangerous for, uh, it's still dangerous for <laughs> yeah. uh, still a dangerous time. Um, not much has changed, has it? Um, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah. But I wonder if she was also maybe seeking some protection, you know, maybe being a woman of color alone in this time period that she's not familiar with. And, you know, um, I don't know, maybe not because Allison's kind of a badass and she definitely lets that be known. Like she definitely didn't take any crap off that um, guy that, you know, was knocking on their door of the beauty parlor when they were having their community meeting. Um, You know, she definitely didn't take any crap, which that was very, she wasn't the only one that was satisfied, yeah. you know, when she, right. <laughs> when she, yeah, when she punched him, you know, in the face and, you know, um, it's so like, you, you're jerk. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not so much, dis- disgusting. Yeah, maybe not so much as protection, like you said, but I think she probably knowing a, you know, still not perfect, but a better future for people of color. And, you know, to see that, that things can be better than they were in the sixties, at least. That I think it maybe right. was something that drove her to be like, well, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to be on the front lines of making these changes again. I'm going to be part of that history because I know that it can be done and it's possible. And so right. maybe, maybe she be- met him through getting involved on her own anyway. Maybe, maybe she's wanting to make a difference it, because that's kind of the time when when things were, were changing or things were kind of making a, a little bit of a turn. Mm-hmm. And a part of history and maybe kind of like Diego, who's trying to like kill Lee Harvey Oswald to save the president, <laughs> which I'm also going to talk about him, too. So I don't want to go too far. But I'm wondering if, you know, she has like a similar purpose. She's finding a different way to go about it. Um, but maybe she wants to be a part of change. And like you said, it, finding a way to be a part of that change. She met someone, fell in love and got married. Yeah. Um, and maybe she did think, maybe I will be stuck here. You know, what are you going to do when you're, I mean, I, I feel like all of them were kind of trying to find ways to live in the time period that they're in because they don't know. I mean, they're alone. They don't know where their siblings are. They don't even know if they're still alive. Like five was like, oh, so good. My siblings, you know, at least as far as he knows, they are alive. You know, he didn't even know when, you know, that, that they were alive. So, you know, they're probably there alone I, I could be completely alone. Uh, my my other siblings could be dead. I could be stuck here for the rest of my of, of my days. I'm going to try to make myself a life. So maybe that's that makes more sense now that I'm talking it out. It seems to make more sense. Thanks, Pink. <laughs> that was really good. I'm just going to make that. Um, she wasn't my number four, which I I don't usually care too much about my order of things except sometimes my top five because it's usually the thing i'm most excited about Mm -hmm. but other than that i I try not to have too much of an order but um so i'll just make that my number four as well do you have anything else since i totally just jumped in on your number four as well um (laughs) no we covered that one too we're doing good we're doing great but i feel like i'm just gonna keep doing go through my list and you're gonna be like oh that was one of mine too and i'm just gonna run this whole ship today (laughs) it's it's totally fine with me. I'm okay with that. I think that's, you know, fine to be completely in sync sometimes, uh-huh. you know, with things. So I'm totally down for that. Let's see what our record's going to be for number All three, right. or if, if we're still going to be on track gonna or break not. It right so. here. I'm going to ruin it. Combo breaker. <laughs> Let's see. 
It might be because this one's a little different. Uh, my number three okay. is Elliot, the guy in the apartment. Next oh, to- okay, the the TV yes. guy. Yeah. So I think it sounds like I did break away from our. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he's not on my list, but I I, I think he's worth talking Absolutely. about. I mean, he's in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. So Elliot, and it's I just think it's great. He's this, you know, to everybody else, he's this just crazy conspiracy theorist nut who's all about, oh, you know, the government's hiding this and the aliens and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. And he turns out to be not completely right, but a lot more right than people would think he was when when everybody shows up, especially Five, who confronts him and talks to him, which I just think was that whole scene when he first meets Five is hilarious to me. So The way that every time Five would teleport to somewhere else, he would "Ah!" just scream and just freak out for a second. Even every time he did it. <laughs> and so I, that was hilarious to me just to see his reaction every time. And then he gets this thing in his head, which five kind of points him in the direction to where he's now, you know, convinced that, oh, five is an alien and he's come for, you know, and he came for me because I figured it out and I cracked the code. And that's, that's really funny. And he plays off of that with him when he, five tells him, you know, one step closer and I'll melt your brain. Oh, you need space. Okay. I <laughs> see. It's yeah, that I mean, five is such a great character. And, you know, I I really need to to try and go back. I don't even think I I nailed all of their the um, actors names um, whenever we covered season one. Mm -hmm. So I really maybe try to need to be better at that at season two. Um, But the the actor that plays five, I mean, he just. okay yes, thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, He he's really good um, and plays that. And it's funny because, you know, he he's like a teenager writer and like in his teenager body, yeah. but he's really like an old man, oh, know. you know? So it's just I love that. funny. Cause that was one of my favorite things from <laughs> season one was the same thing. It's just how incredible of a young actor that he is. Cause yeah, he's, he's playing, which I think he's a little older than, than five is supposed to be, but not by a lot, I don't think. And so mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's playing this like 50 something year old man inside a 13 year old's body, but he still has all the experiences and, stuff of almost 60 years so he's it's cool to see this kid actor playing this like grizzled gruff experienced old man who's been through everything and is just tired of it yeah yeah (laughs) he is over people's shit um or at least he definitely was in season one um for sure yeah he I, i love that interaction and i am you know curious about what kind of part you know, Elliot will play moving forward. Yeah, I think he could be very know, helpful. He's um, the reason that five was able to find Diego. So. Yeah. And he seems resourceful. I mean, he's, you know, um, he's not too far off, off, like you said, of, of his theories of, you know, <laughs> what is out there, I think, yeah. Yeah, especially like what we're learning mm-hmm. now in today's world. Um, but anyway, Hey, the truth is out there. I love that line, by the way, I'm like (laughs) X-Files. I feel like he's resourceful and he's going to somehow, um, play a part and be, be kind of helpful, but we don't know yet because we just met him and, but yeah, good. That's good. I like that. That was not my, um, my same one at all, but that's, I'm totally fine with that because we got, there's so much to cover. Well, so my number three, um, I want to talk about Diego. All right. Yeah. I, 
really enjoy. I I think I'm enjoying Diego a little bit more this season than than what I did the last season. Not that I didn't like him, but he was just he just seemed so um, one dimensional, I guess. Yeah, and I, I feel like kind of seeing a little bit more come out of him a little bit yeah. um, where he seems a little bit more interesting, I think. Um, so we know, as I just mentioned, when we were talking about Allison, you know, we find out he's been locked up in a psych ward mm-hmm. <laughs> because, <laughs> because he's been trying to tell people or at least, you know, I don't know how it all went down. Maybe we'll find out. Apparently he was at Lee Harvey Oswald's house and he was going to, I guess, take him out. But I'm guessing he got caught or something. Yeah. And when he gets caught and probably arrested and he's, you know, they're like, what the hell are you doing? And he's actually trying to explain himself like, mm-hmm. well, I'm trying to save the president of the United States. Well, it would you know, sound pretty it, crazy. <laughs> it would sound pretty crazy. I mean, if if they knew what we knew, right, mm-hmm. then... You know, but I mean, of course, anytime you start talking about, you know, assassinations and, you know, um, without a lot of credible evidence, you know, then, yeah, you're going to sound, you know, like you just don't know what you're talking about and you need some help. Mm-hmm. So they've got him locked up and looks to be some type of psychiatric facility. And he's been there for like 70 something days, I think they said. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to talk his way out of it. He's trying to really you can tell restrain himself because diego's a bit of a hothead right i think that was pretty well established you know he can be a little bit of a hothead and he's more of a you know take action and think about it later Mm -hmm. you know very not gonna think too hard about it yeah just very impulsive so you can tell he's really trying to like hold back and and play at you know hey i'm i'm calm i'm i'm fine you don't need to keep me drugged up and you can let me go because it's all good um I don't think that doctor was falling for it. His little act. He even he even shed a tear mm-hmm. as he's <laughs> telling his little story. I had to, that, it took my second watch to to realize that. Um, but I was like, oh my god, he even shed a tear. Yeah. Diego, that's <laughs> that's good, man. Good acting. Mm-hmm. But he's made himself a little friend in this psych ward, and that's Lila. Okay, yeah. and. I don't know what to think about her yet. What do you think about Lila? As of right now, I really like her. I don't. Yeah. I I would hold, you know, not not to judge people too much for <laughs> where they find themselves in life, but yep. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, there's a reason she is also in this psych ward, this you know sanitarium mm-hmm. with Diego. So I'm sure we we may you know visit her background a little bit more throughout this season, but. As of right now, I really like her. She she knows how to handle herself. She's very funny. She balances Diego really well. And she also knows how to fight. She got, you know, helped him escape. She knew to pop his shoulder back into place while he wasn't paying mm-hmm. attention. Like it was very there's something about her that she she knows some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she could be there for something, you know, maybe, uh, I mean, we don't know because Diego's there and he, we know he really shouldn't be. I mean, Mm -hmm. he sounds, you know, like he belongs there according to the people that put him there, but we know he's right. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he he clearly wasn't thinking out like, again, his, his behavior being impulsive and not quite thinking things through, like just, you know, instead of coming up with some kind of, like, if that's what he's wanting to do, like better the world that, you know, um, by preventing JFK's assassination, you know, I wonder if it could have been a, you know, better idea than just marching up someone's house and which I mean, I'm not, I don't know. We don't know 
yeah. how he did it. We just know that that's where he was found or arrested or whatever. Um, but however he was going about it was not the best way. Maybe there could have been a better way to try to prevent that, which I don't know. Is that something we should try to prevent? Those are some big questions we talk about, right? And yeah. Then- you know, because that's when he says, like, well, maybe, you know, five mentions that. He was like, maybe somebody stopped the assassination of JFK and that created this chain of events that now Russia is over here bombing on, you know, you know American soil. And all exactly. the Diego took away from that was like, so I did it. Yes, I knew I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still with the, I mean, the doctor's not too far off, I don't think, t- telling him he's got a hero complex. Yeah. I mean... I think there's a little bit of truth to that, uh-huh. you know. Because he also um, says to five, he was just like, "All right, so I did it." It's like, and now you know, okay, fine, we'll save the world. But also, after after you take me back, so I can slit Hitler's throat, you know, like he's like, "I'm on a roll now. Let's go." <laughs> I know. So yeah, I think that's all that he heard, you know, mm-hmm. as five is telling him that. It's like you know, you're you're not getting it, Diego. You know, um, so yeah, probably a little bit of that hero complex. I think yeah. is definitely some truth to that. Um, but yeah, maybe those things happened for a reason. I mean, maybe, I mean, I think I would love to think that had JFK not been assassinated to, to see the things that he could have done, you know, he had such a short time as president and he's my favorite president. You know, I would like to think had he at least filled his term as, as president that there would have been some, some good to come of that. But maybe again, that did happen for a reason because maybe that, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's fiction. It's a TV show, but who knows what the chain of events would have happened. Um, had, you know, had he, um, you know, not been assassinated or whatever. So, um, but yeah, so Diego, I guess we've kind of figured out how to get out of a straight jacket. Yeah. Is, that, is that how one does it? That, so. That's what I've heard. I've never done it. But yeah, that's is you if you dislocate an arm, a shoulder to where you can move it in places that are not normal, then you're able to pull the straps, you know, pull your arm out of that and pull your straps over your head and slide out of it. So that's what he was doing, slamming against the walls in there as he knocked his arm out of place so he could slide out of that straitjacket. Just gonna file that away for future use. You just never know when that might come. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> which also during that scene i know you said we might touch on music later but i i had to make a note of it because the song that's playing during that scene is mm-hmm. a cover of crazy by Narls barkley but it's sang by yep. daniela andrade and i was just mesmerized by it i thought it was an amazing cover and rendition of that song wasn't it great <laughs> Yeah, really great. Really great scene, you know, that they played off. I was a little bit confused as to, I mean, it seemed like he was still pretty drugged up from, you know, when they injected him when uh, he had met with five. Um, So I don't know, maybe it was the way his his body movements or something was kind of throwing me off and how he was, you know, um, still playing kind of drugged up, but yet coherent enough to work his way out of the straight jacket and I don't know, just something felt a little bit strange to mm-hmm. me how he was kind of when he got out of the room and was walking around and then he seemed to be okay to be able to like run and fight and things. I don't know. Something was just a little bit, yeah, didn't quite meet the mark for me, but it was fine. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Um, I, not that I could do any better. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I thought that was really great. Diego's, you know, I, I feel like he's, at least for now, it's early. It's still the first um, episode, but I, I 
think I'm liking him a little bit better than what I did. He just seemed so one-dimensional last yeah, season. I so I, had, I feel like he's... Yeah, he had like his episode in season one that I really loved where you saw his connection with mom, with Grace, and how she helped him through his stutter as a kid. And then him having to make the decision to to kill her, basically shut her down, while also dealing with the death of his ex-girlfriend who he still was hung up on, the police officer. And so that was a very emotional yeah. scene. I really loved Diego in that episode of season one but yeah other than that he did seem very one-dimensional the rest of that season so i hope we you're right in a lot more with him you're right thanks for bringing that up i have not i'll, I'll be straight up and honest with everyone i haven't i didn't go back and rewatch. i um i forgot that episode and i did love that episode yeah luckily i have <laughs> i have that i just watched season one like a week and a half ago so it's still pretty exactly fresh. yeah thank you yes i'm i'm so glad that you did because it, it did remind me of that i you're right you're right except for that episode he was but yeah that episode did show a different side to him mm -hmm. so you're right i will quit beating up on diego <laughs> because he has he has a little bit more more to him yeah. but yeah just can't wait to see see where that goes next yeah. so anyway what is your number two number two um actually one more thing about diego just real oh, quick yeah no, sorry no, go it's ahead. Fine. just real quick i think he had the funniest quote like one of the best quotes of the whole episode and that was when he was talking to that doctor and he said you know he said tell that to luke skywalker and everybody just <laughs> looks at him for a second he's like i know you don't get it but that is an excellent reference <laughs> making a star wars reference 15 years before the movie comes out is a bold choice but hey <laughs> yes he might have he might have given that idea to someone and then oh, they know. whisper it to george lucas and then now we have star wars so. <laughs> yeah, well we don't know, don't know if george lucas was in that room <laughs> george lucas could have been in that psych ward with him and he's like luke skywalker hmm and then gets this bomb ass idea yeah. for star wars yeah. <laughs> you're right that was really great and i i felt diego's pain in that moment when because I, I I live my life by movies and TV and pop culture. Uh -huh. I mean, that's just, that's my life. And my life is throwing out movie quotes. Yep. Um, and it just really just breaks my heart when I throw something out there to an audience that just looks at you and they're like, they don't get it. I mean, it's a totally different situation because I'm not time traveling mm -hmm. or anything like that. But when somebody doesn't get your movie reference or pop culture reference and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> that was a really good one. You don't know that, but that was a really good, yeah. good reference. I nailed it. And I just wasted it on you. <laughs> wasted on you. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So my number two. Yeah. Is, that's your number two. Is Ben. And I really... Because I was one of the biggest questions I had at the very end of season one was, "What does this mean for Ben?" Because mm -hmm. he's sitting there holding hands with them as they drive back, and I was like, "You know, is he still alive?" You know, I can't wait to find out if he's still alive. But I guess you know, turns out time travel doesn't really work that way, and he is still dead. But his powers through Klaus enabling him are still like stronger than they've ever been. So, you know, he might as well. And hopefully, you know, he's at this place where Klaus can just kind of conjure him up where the rest can see him so he's still part mm -hmm. of the group now and that's cool or at least was will be time yay <laughs> right yeah because he did seem to have a presence there in the fight and yeah. I, 
I don't know, trying to think, play it back in my head. I don't know if, I mean, we know he was able to somehow physically manifest himself and be able to, to pick up soldiers um, and, and take them out. Um, but I was just trying to think if any of the siblings acknowledged his presence, like, could they see him too? Like sure. as ben, or as Klaus able enough, you know, with his power able to get, I don't know mm-hmm. if it's an energy thing, you know, can he feed off his energy or just is it his power that he feeds off of or something that he's able to, you know, make him more physical Yeah. Um, or not. At least but... in a ghostly form. Cause we do see yeah. when they're in that bar and Klaus is playing poker cause he's using Ben to try to cheat and play poker as he's <laughs> yeah. of course Ben screws him over and purposely misleads him because he's mad at him. And, but then, you know, whenever he's trying to get into a fight with this guy at the bar and he's like, fine. And he starts bringing Ben up and the guy sees him because the guy sees this ghost start, you know, appearing in the corner of the room. What? Oh my God. What is that? But then Ben just kind of disappears. He goes, nah, I'm good. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad that he seems to be um, going to be more of a part. Yeah. I, I, he was definitely there in season one, but it seems like he's definitely going to have more of a presence in season two. And I love that. Yeah. Um, I think that's really great. I loved, I love Klaus and Ben together. Yes. I love their interactions. Um, like you said, they, they all have a love for each other, but they are still siblings where they will squabble with each other or pick at each other. Um, fight with each other um and you know like said ben who has just had enough of klaus and he's like yeah you know totally tricked him into the whole you know he's bluffing you know thing um was really fun to see and i loved their fight on the side of the road yeah I was so waiting for someone to see an interaction with Klaus and Ben like that. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, and, and for, you know, Klaus to look just absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you, know? you know, he's sitting there like spanking Ben, yeah. you know. And this guy's like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> oh, God, another druggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh. I just... I, I said it so much when we covered season one. I just, I love yeah. Klaus. He's definitely he's my, my favorite. favorite character and as well. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. He's pick. just, yeah. If you got to pick, I mean, they, they're, they're all really great, great characters and the actors who portray them are really great. But, um, Klaus is definitely my, my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. I just adore him to death. And I love some, it was so funny. He had a really great line himself when, when he and Ben first appeared there in the sixties and they're trying to figure out, you know, not just where are they, but like Ben said, when are we? Yeah. And Ben finds that magazine in the trash and he's like, you know, Klaus, come, come take a look at this. And Klaus is like, well, yeah, he's kind of my type, but I need to see him from the shoulders down. <laughs> No idiot, the date. <laughs> the date. <laughs> I just love him. Yeah. Um, gosh, I and I, I'm really excited to you know see see more of not just both of them, but especially Klaus. Yeah, and again um, with Ben, he's talking about the reason they were fighting and the reason he was mad at him is because they went to San Francisco. They went, you know, for some reason, and then they left again. Yeah, and that's interesting. Ben is really hung up on whatever his quote unquote like unfinished business in San Francisco is, and he's really upset with Klaus that he won't let him stay there and take care of whatever it is. And I'm really, yeah. I really hope we get to see what that is throughout the season. And 
especially if it is somehow related to the way that Ben died, because we never got that answer in season one. Right. That was always a big mystery and a big question kind of looming over was what the hell happened to Ben? Because he seemed like he's whatever his power was. I don't fully understand what that power is of his, you know, uh, but I mean, it's it seems pretty efficient and pretty badass. So what, you know, curious as to what what could have taken him out and, and, you know, um, and just what the circumstances were around that. So. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. They were there long enough for them because they they all landed in Dallas. Um, But they were there long enough that they left Dallas, like you said, and went to San Francisco. So what were they doing? What did it have to do with Ben? What's his unfinished business? Are we going to find out, you know, how he died, what the circumstances were surrounding his death? It's okay sometimes not to answer questions, but sometimes it's just not okay not to answer some questions. So hopefully we'll at least get get some because sometimes I just I feel like we're going to get answers to some and then just get left with more. Yeah. I feel like that's how it just goes for me. I'm never satisfied. That's really great. Do you have anything else you want to say about Ben? No, that is all. Or Klaus? That's, that's all I've got on that. I think, well, we'll make sure on Klaus, I think, but I think that's pretty much it with that too. So yeah, I think we're good. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, and more to come. It's still so early. We were because we had to spend time with each sibling and get just little pieces. You know, it's it's we just don't know very much right now. So don't know what else we can really say, except we just love him. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so what is your gosh, are we on our number one already? I think uh, we're on your number two. Well, I went ahead and because Klaus was on my list anyway, in my top five. Um, you had, you start talking about Ben and then kind of Klaus too. And Klaus yeah, it kinda works was, was on yeah. my list. Yeah. So I just, I'm, I'm going with it, man. <laughs> cool. Well, my number one was Diego. So we covered that really well. So we can get to yours. Oh, cool. Well, then we'll just talk about the, the last, uh, item on my top five and that's Vanya. All right. So Vanya appears to be living with this couple and their kids. So she, when she lands, she's really like in a panic mode, not, you know, she's scared, not understanding what happened. And she was, um, unconscious. She was unconscious. Yeah. She was unconscious when they time traveled. So she has no idea what's going on. She's, and I mean, and when we saw her, she's in like full bloom of her powers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how aware she was of, of what, was happening to her in that moment or not? I mean, cause we don't know cause then she was unconscious. So yeah. we don't know how she felt about that or anything. And then yes, she was unconscious. They time travel and all of a sudden she just gets dumped. And she is of course, understandably panicking about that. And she ends up getting hit by a car and this young boy and woman stands over her. And it seems to be that that's the, the woman whose home she's living in. Yeah. They, they hit her with her car, and then they're like, well, I guess we might as well take her in. Because <laughs> that's what you do, you know, when you, when you take them home and you care for them. And it, it, they're saying that she doesn't have any memories. But yeah, do we believe her? What do you think? I, I don't think so. Because I wondered about that. I was like, does she really have amnesia? Because it mm-hmm. would make sense, like you said, because she was teleported during some kind of like power-induced like blackout almost, it seemed. And then she mm-hmm. was unconscious. So it would make sense that her mind would be just completely jumbled. Or even being hit by the car if she hit her yeah. head. Yeah. You know. Yep. But then also, like, 
I think it would be really hard for her to explain her actual identity and who she is and what she can do and all this. Yes. It might just be easier to tell people, oh, I have no idea what's going on. Even right. if she knows everything, it might just be easier to be like, I don't know. Because who knows who's coming to get her because she's in that same boat with everybody else where she has no idea where or when any of her siblings are in history. So exactly or if they're in danger yeah she can't explain oh yeah i'm this i have these super powered siblings and i almost and i I ended the world but didn't because we time traveled (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's not an easy story to tell (laughs) no matter what time period you're in Mm -hmm. um so yeah, I, yeah, I wondered about that too. I don't know that I I completely buy her story that she has no memories. It just seems like it's probably convenient for her to just you know say that so she doesn't have to try to explain where yeah. you know how she ended up in the middle of a street getting hit by a car, um, you know, and it's just easier that way uh, because she she just seemed to be aware, like she had little knowing smiles, you know, like she just the look on her face, she just seemed to, you know. She just seemed to be a lot more self-aware than I think, you know, what she's playing off of. So, um, but it's interesting to see, you know, kind of where she's ended up. She's got this, you know, she's living in this home with this woman and her husband and their little boy who um, doesn't seem to talk. I don't know if he has some type of disability or, um, you know, Something. something that's preventing him from being able to speak. Maybe he just, he's choosing not to speak. Mm. Um, Which they do mention, I think her name is Sissy is what uh, Vanya uh, calls her, mm-hmm. but the, the mother, yeah, you know, they, they may mention something that she asked Vanya, oh, he didn't have any more episodes today while I was gone. Did you? Oh no, today was a good day. So there may be something that's, you know, wrong right. or going on with this kid that has caused him to be mute or to have whatever issues he's going on, you know, right. going Yeah. And, and yeah, we don't know. Um, what it is or anything that's, that's causing him to be that way. So, but she seems to be, you know, taken with him because we know that she worked, um, didn't she teach children or did she have any yeah. um, kids students teaching the yeah, violin? She said most of her students were, were, were kids. It was yeah. weird when, when the other guy showed up and he's like, I've never really taught an adult <laughs> before, but okay, there's no, oh, there's no age limit. Right. Like, <laughs> that's right. So she's, so we know that she's comfortable with kids. She's comfortable with yeah. them. She's comfortable teaching them. She's comfortable talking to them. And she seems to, you know, not mind helping, you know, watching the, this little boy while their, her, you know, their parents are gone, you know, and she seems to be good with him, you know, like, oh, we, you know, went and saw the horses, we read a book and, you know, and everything's fine. Yeah. So she seems to be, you know, okay with that situation and handling it fine. Um, but I'm just, you know, curious about, about that situation. I thought her, her conversation, um, with, with Sissy was, was interesting. Um, and I wonder if Vanya's going to try and help her get away. I, it, I don't know what to think about that husband of hers. I can't think of his name at the moment, but, Carl, um, his name. Oh, okay. Thank you. I'm the worst with names. I, I'm just, I just need this master list right <laughs> next to me. So I'll have it for reference, but, um, don't have that at the moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to think about. What, what were your thoughts? Did you have thoughts? The way that they were talking when they were, you know, smoking outside in the barn, is she said that, you know, he's a good man and she was just like, I'm just, so I don't know if she's really like looking to get away from him, but it's just in the back of her mind where she's like, but you know, 
and, and maybe in that time period, it's just more normal for, okay, you know, if he cheats on me or if he leaves me or, you know, if he dies for whatever reason, it's like, then I have a backup plan. I have a way to, to move on with my life and take care of myself. So I don't know if she's actively looking to get away from him as much as it's just just in sure case she has a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't sure how to take that either. I mean, he, I mean, he could have certainly been like worse. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen worse behavior, but he yeah, just it seems like he really does. I mean, like their relationship, I mean, it's the typical, I guess, mid, mid America, you know, in the sixties kind of thing where it's like he, he goes to work all day and he makes the money and she's the housewife and they have their roles that they play. But she does say that he loves his son a lot and he's a great father and he's great. So as far as right now, we don't really have anything to go off of to, to paint him in a bad light other than he is connected somehow to the guy that Luther is working for, but that's a whole other thing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you feel that, that, that same about Vanya. Cause I was like, well, I mean, she could be, yeah. you know, truthful, but, um, and then I and guess that would be interesting, but and she could be, but I don't yeah. know that I believe her. So. It could also be instead of just not knowing how to explain, but maybe because of everything that happened because of her powers and because of yeah the guy that she was involved with it, maybe she's just looking for some normalcy. Maybe this maybe. is her way of. I just, you know, fall in with this family and I don't have to worry about my siblings because I was never included anyway. So Mm -hmm. maybe I can make an actual life of my own and start with these people. Right. And, and like we were talking about with Allison, you know, whenever I was asking, you know, why do you think that she got married and, you know, maybe that this was Vanya's way of, you know, like, well, this is how I'm going to try to make the best of my situation for now. I mean, I, I don't know if she's thinking that's going to be a permanent situation. I mean, they don't seem, I mean, I don't know. Sissy seemed fine with her being there and didn't yeah. seem in any hurry to get rid of her. But, you know, he was like, well, you got any phone calls yet? You know, I put in another mm-hmm. missing persons ad, you know, I mean, he he wasn't really kind of pushing her out the door, but I feel like you could kind of read between the lines a little bit. Yeah. Um, at least that's how I took it. Maybe it's just me being a little cynical or something, but that's how I kind of read it. You know, it's like, well, you know, is he having issues with her being there, you know, and thinking she needs to find, you know, get on her own way. But then how do you do that? How do you kick someone out of your home if they don't remember where they've come from or, you know, I mean, she at least seems to know her name. I mean, they were calling her Vanya, right? Yeah. So, you know, that is her name. Um, so, I mean, at least from their perspective, like, well, how do you throw someone out who doesn't know who they are, where to go, or they don't even know what, where their home is? Um, mm-hmm. So, so I don't know. And then Luther, I don't know. I don't quite get what he's doing. Yeah, I'm not sure. He's. It seems very out of character for him to be in an underground stockyard fight club. I don't, yeah. I don't know why he's doing that other than, you know, this guy who's, whose name was Jack Ruby, I caught through this episode, hmm. that he's, he's working for. is you know How does he land himself in a situation like that? Is it, does he owe him some kind of debt or, I mean, it just, it's really shady. I don't know. <laughs> Jack Ruby. Isn't that someone like was some sort of maybe involved with the mafia that had maybe something to do with the JFK? Oh, I, I thought they? about looking into that and I forgot to. He does have a Wikipedia page. So that is a real person. I am on my phone. Deal with it. <laughs> nope. 
do it. Jack Leon Ruby was an American nightclub owner. He fatally shot Lee Harvey Oswald. He was the man who shot Lee Harvey Oswald. That's right. Okay. Interesting. Damn it. See, I'm bad, terrible. My I can't believe I would have forgotten that. That was every I feel like I've absorbed so much about the JFK. And so even we're learning escaped. something while doing the podcast. I'm like, I know that name, and it's so <laughs> weird that you say that because I'm like, wait a minute. Because I didn't catch that. I totally I swear I yeah, do. Luther calls him Mr. Ruby, and then when Carl is bothering him at the end of the episode, he says, you know, you know, uh, you know, make a deal with me, Jack. I got, you know. <laughs> Mm, I totally. <laughs> I swear I did watch the episode twice, and that I just totally maybe I was taking notes at that time, and I just didn't pick pick up on that. Um, but that kind of adds a whole layer of yeah. something to it, doesn't it? <laughs> My notes. I'm like, who is this guy? And now I figured it out with you. Mm, awesome. Did that's interesting. Well, then that just adds another layer. Adds mm. adds another layer. So yeah, you're right. It it is kind of out of character for for luther and what what is going on how did he get himself involved and um is it a hero complex himself maybe this is his way of getting involved with the jfk assassination is teaming up with with jack ruby maybe and uh, what did you think about what he and and i'm i'm totally got off of my five and i'm just kind of like rambling about different things we're probably into our notes so yeah stuff now and that's great yeah definitely so when he when you know he five finds him later finds luther and he's like you know we got to talk um you know the we got to stop the apocalypse it's gonna happen again and he's trying to give him the quick rundown of what's going on and then luther's like i don't give a shit (laughs) it's like (laughs) what I'm tired of this. We did this last season. <laughs> He's over it. He's like, you know, the first time we tried to do this and I was all in and it didn't work out for me. I'm not doing it again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Did you have any thoughts about that or um, reason why he might behave that way or say that? I'm not really sure. That's another one of those. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> we have to, yeah, I don't know. Where is Luther at right now? Because it's really hard to pinpoint mentally and everything where he is right now. Yeah. I, I, we didn't get a whole lot of time with him. So, uh, you know, I guess have to wait and see, you know, get a little bit more development as to what happened. I I feel like we're going to probably get some episodes that will kind of start off where kind of show their time, like they've landed in whatever year, because they all landed in different years. I thought that was interesting as well. They all landed in like, you know they're they're all in the 60s but yeah, you know it's like 1960 oh good and, yeah I'm, I'm trusting you to keep up with the timeline then take <laughs> oh, yeah what uh Klaus no pressure <laughs> landed february 11th 1960 and then allison was the next to land and she was in 61 it didn't give a date just the year 1961 hmm then Luther was just 1962, no date. And then Vanya landed October 12th, 1963. Uh, Diego landed, I think, a little bit before her. Yeah, September 1st, 1963. Interesting. And then five landed in uh, November 25th, 1963. Interesting. So... There's a question. Why did they all land in like different days and years? Yeah. I mean, time, I guess, is 
a fickle thing. I don't know. Uh, maybe there's no explanation really needed, but you know, mm -hmm. why, when they all left at the same time, they all came um, into different times in the sixties. So that's one thing. And then none of them ended up together. That's another. Um, but I feel like we're probably going to get an episode like, let's say Luther, he lands and you know, what, what, what happened to him? What was his story? You know, how did he get to where he is today? And the same with, with the rest of them. I feel like we're probably going to get those episodes. Yeah. It'd be cool. Yeah. Cause I, it's either uh, clearly a lot happened. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, do you have some more notes? Yeah. Um, I've got a few. One is just the backdrop of Dallas because I, live and have lived my entire life about two hours away from Dallas. Awesome. So I've spent a lot of time in Dallas, Texas. And so I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I know Dallas pretty well. And so I had to look up, did they actually film there? Which it turns out they did not. They filmed mm. in Canada. But the production team apparently did a really, really good job. And so some of the places will be familiar to someone like me. I'll be the judge of that. We'll see how that goes. I mean, <laughs> 1960s Dallas looks a lot different than than today's does. So right. Who knows, you know, how much I would recognize on stuff, but it is cool that like, you know, this time in history, because my grandmother was living in Dallas in this time of history. She was actually one of the nurses who was working when they brought JFK in. I mean, there was nothing they could do. Stop it. But, no, but, but, but she saw him on the gurney. I mean, she was there Stop when this it. happened. So it's really a crazy situation. So it's, it's cool. There's that connection to what's going on. And I did look up through maps and stuff a little bit. They were the alleyway that they landed in. They were saying was on commerce and Knox, which I know commerce street very well um, because deep Ellum is part of that, which is kind of like the art district of Dallas. And I spend a lot of time there, all my favorite bars and mm -hmm. music venues and restaurants and stuff are there in, in on commerce street area. I mean, nice. not on commerce, they're on other streets around there, but it's that part of town. Mm -hmm. I know commerce street. There's a twisted route burger place on commerce street in dallas <laughs> but then they said commerce or uh, commerce and knox and maybe people if there's anybody who's a dallas native who's listening to this maybe they can clear it up but from what i understand there's nowhere that commerce and knox cross because huh. knox is a little further into another area one of my favorite taco joints is on knox velvet taco is on knox but <laughs> but as far as i know the two do not converge but Maybe, maybe different knocks. Maybe it's, I don't know. So maybe they took a little creative license yeah. or maybe just writer error. Mm -hmm. They're like, Hmm, name two streets in Dallas. Yeah. Um, oh, knocks <laughs> and commerce. Okay. We're, we're gonna... <laughs> I, don't like, know. I know the streets, but uh, I don't remember them being close to each other. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Another thing, I think there's like two more that I wanted to talk about that are quick was Hazel. And the psycho white-haired killers and who they are and the people who killed Hazel, which is really sad. I know. Hazel. Gone way too soon. I know. I was so excited to see him back. I was like, yay, Hazel. Oh, Hazel. Like, Aww. very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll come back. It's time travel yeah. uh, all over the place, you know, mm -hmm. in this series. So maybe yeah. we'll get another version of him. You might just run into him somewhere in time. Yeah. Because I do love him as a character. Yeah. I was really glad that he mentioned that, you know, even though it was sad that Agnes had died of cancer, but he said we got 20 good years together. I guess forever just wasn't in the cards. Yeah. And, yeah. Sweet. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else about Hazel you have? Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. And then just the the people who killed Hazel. I'm yeah, just who are those guys? Who these people are because they, they showed up when Hazel and Five were together and they showed up after Diego. So... Do you think that they are associated with the the commission or the um what was the what's the darn organization? They might right? be, um, but they don't have any way of time traveling or jumping around. They don't have briefcases or anything. So, hmm, well, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, and where are they from, man? They got that 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 white hair, and they just those are not nice guys. Yeah. Not much to talk about them because we don't know anything, but I'll be interested to see what happens with them. Yeah, clearly they're after, seems like the siblings. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they were after Hazel so much and Hazel just happened to be in the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Seemed like he was collateral damage. That's sad to say, but, um, you know, wrong place, wrong time. It seems like they're after the siblings, but why and who do they work for and what's going on with that? Yeah. Gosh, no idea. So many questions. One of the great mysteries. Oh, I know what I'm doing tonight when I get home after recording. (laughs) Episode two is happening. That is how it goes, my friend. Welcome (laughs) to the week by week Mm -hmm. uh, schedule of Strange Indeed. Having to wait and then immediately you're like, okay, we recorded. We've said what we need to say. Now let's go watch the freaking episode. Yeah. That's where we're at. I know I'm going to try and get that into. I need to try and edit this episode if I can, and then hopefully have have a chance to watch it. I hope so. Um, so, did you have any notes about the music? Because the music was great. No, I didn't really have any other notes other than I really enjoyed it. Other than that one song during Diego's straight jacket scene, I did note that one because I really yeah enjoyed that one. They do such a good job in the show with the covers. And just the music choices in general. I loved they uh, brought up Frank Sinatra's, um, my way, you know, yeah. yeah, my way during the the fight scene. I, I mean, God, I just love Sinatra in general. Yeah. Um, but just I have, that, and, I have that album on vinyl, the My Way album. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I think my daughter has that as well. She's really getting into to vinyl as well. She, she's an old school um, girl like me, I've raised her well. I'll, I'm <laughs> proud of that fact. But she got herself a record player, and she just cannot stop buying records. Oh, and she's—it's it's a problem. It's an addiction. I'm, it's, I'm there. It's, she's she's <laughs> definitely. I feel I'm like girl. You know, you gotta remember you have a place to store. You know, she's got a small apartment with her roommate, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you gotta have a place to put these things, and you gotta oh. pack them and move them, my oh, friend. That, that's a nightmare moving because I have. <laughs> nobody look up where I live. I shouldn't put this out on the internet. No, it's like, but literally I have, I've spent <laughs> thousands of dollars on vinyl records. And I get it. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. But anyway, back to the musical choices that they have for the show. I, I was delighted that they've kept up, you know, with, with what they did in season one and that they're carrying that on as well with their music choices, the song, how they seem to really fit. Um, sometimes a little unexpected. You wouldn't sometimes expect to hear certain songs, but they just work. Yeah. Um, and then of course the covers, they had a really great cover um, in this one as well that you talked about. Yeah. So I, I look forward to, to more of that. 
music. I, I did see something where they said at least two that are that are in my head that we will hear some Kiss and we will oh. hear some Billie Eilish this year, this season. Well, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I know you and I are both big music lovers and we both have pretty eclectic tastes. Like we don't just love like one genre. We both, you know, have a pretty broad range of music that we both enjoy and it's a big part of of both of our lives. Um, So I'm really going to dig getting into some of the music with you. I have to make sure to make some notes of the music for each episode so we can have our little music section. (laughs) We're going to have to have a music section. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about that music. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I didn't have any other notes, and you said that covered all of your notes? Yeah, I'm good to go on that. Sweet. Well, um, I didn't do news this week because, um, well, this is my second podcast of the week, and my schedule sucks right now. So um, I'm sure there's news out there if you guys want to, you know, it's it's available, it's out there. And what I always mention and sound like a broken record is it's really difficult to find news items for a Netflix show because when they release news, the whole darn season is out there. So you start looking at news and you have the potential to be spoiled on all the episodes or, you know, something in the middle or something at the end, like, but it does bring me at least to one of my favorite parts of the podcast. And that's our listener feedback. So we do have some really great listener responses this week. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was, so I think everyone is, uh, was definitely digging, um, the series in this first episode as much as we are. So, um, Pake, do you want to start us off with the first one? All right. Lara Willie Swink. Hi, Lara. <laughs> she says, what a bombastic return to season two. Though the first season was entertaining, I felt it was missing something. Seeing the Hargreaves siblings battling the Soviet army at the peak of their superpowers gave me serious Avengers feels. I was sad to see Hazel's last stand. He was one of my favorite characters from last season. But I am here for this 60s storyline. The soundtrack is definitely groovy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, Laura loves music like we do. So mm-hmm. um, we knew, I had a feeling she'd be digging that. That's great, Laura. Thank you. Danielle Flugman Simano. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry if I butchered your name. You have to write in and tell us how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah, feel free to write in or send a voice message. Um, it, you guys wrong. you guys know this about me. I'm, I'm not great with names, so I deeply, sincerely apologize. Um, but she says the opening sequence, I'll just call it the drop off. Awesome. Nice. Just awesome. Even loved the war scene. My love for Klaus remains as strong as ever. Also Hazel, such a teddy bear. He fulfilled Agnes's last wish. Mm. <laughs> All right. Doug Fick says, I am so psyched to be able to join you, Rima Joe, and the new guy. Hi, Pake. Hi, Doug. (laughs) (laughs) And comment on the Strange Indeed staple with new content. It has been like so long. I hope everyone has been safe and healthy. And now, on to the show. I really like the originality of the recap, however, did think it was a bit rushed. If you come in at season two, you may be confused. I find it funny in this new age that Netflix now has to give a warning that a show has smoking. Anyway, mm-hmm. as per usual, Klaus is priceless, and I think he and Ben are ripe for a spinoff. Crime fighters. One of the one is a crazy wisecracker in recovery with IBS, and the other is a ghost. It practically writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> New t-shirt slogan. Hats are back. Loving all the time travel movie quote references from Back to the Future. Also the car hitting Vanya. Terminator, come with me if you want to live. And the X-Files, the truth is out there. Oh, and it looks like Luther got some laser hair removal. Good for you, Luther. I do hope they explain why the gang were dropped in the same place, but at different times. 
The storyline revolving around the JFK assassination and the nuclear paranoia of the 60s sounds interesting. The production values are excellent. Do you think the blonde assassins are really the band Hanson? <laughs> <laughs> Not too much happening after Mbop. They could have reinvented themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they had to travel back in time as well, I guess. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Poor Hazel. Loved when Klaus is fleeing the poker game and pressing the car keys, hoping one would beep. <laughs> I like. Them. I didn't even pick pick up on that, but that is really. He good. was, yeah. I like them focusing some time on Diego, and I hope he and Lila will make a formidable pair. And of course, the music. What a great character as well. The cover songs are so inspired. I look forward to listening to the soundtrack. As RJ always says, or I guess Rima Joe. <laughs> I was like, who's RJ? Oh, yeah, he's that's short. me. As Rima always says, I am super excited for the series and can't wait to hear the discussion and feedback. Be good to one another, everyone, and remember. If you keep undressing me with your eyes, I'm going to catch cold. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really great line from yes. Klaus. Oh my gosh. I, I might have to steal that one. I don't know if I ever it's find good. myself in that situation. That's a really great yeah. one. Really great one. I don't think I've ever heard that before. That was really great feedback. Thanks, Doug. Really great I'm to hear. Always from great. You. Yeah. Always really great feedback. Um, next one's from Don Elizabeth. She says, I think the actor who plays five is amazing. His ability to play an older man without the benefit of, of even being that age is outstanding. I liked the first episode, but it took me a bit to recognize Diego with the facial hair. And I was so bummed about Hazel. Mm -hmm. I know me too. All right. Daphne Backman. Hey, my good friend, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> She says, talk about starting with a bang. Episode one of season two gave me everything I needed to get me excited about where the show could take us this season. Having them all deposited into Dallas in different years creates so many possibilities as they all come back together. I love the dynamic between Klaus, Klaus and Ben and the addition of Lila as a sidekick to Diego. Sad to see Hazel go, but it made my heart happy to know that our favorite kindred spirits had 20 years of happiness before Agnes passed away. I'm looking forward to episode two. Yay. <laughs> thank you Daphne and thank you everyone uh -huh. for writing in I, it just always humbles me when everyone takes that time every week to you know let us know what they think um, and with that being said we have some voice messages this week as well hey strange indeed this is Steve and this is for uh, season 2 episode 1 of Umbrella Academy just a quick email I've only watched it uh, voicemail email Oh, it's been a long day. Um, I only watched it once, and I wanted to send you guys uh, just some initial thoughts. And I think it really surprises me as I think back on it that the in char the character that I enjoyed seeing the most and seeing how he has dealt with this change in time periods is is Luther. I uh, cannot wait for the rest of the season to play out and show us, or hopefully they'll show us. The backstory of what has led each of our characters to where they are today. I, I'm really intrigued to see how he got into the position that he's in. We uh, we get a little bit of of Diego. We realize that he's in that mental institution because he was raving about the president being killed, and uh, then he tells Five that when they save. Kennedy. He wants to go back and kill Hitler. So uh, definitely there's been a slight change to his character, but I think the, the Luther character is the, the biggest one that, uh, that I'm intrigued to see and find out how he got to this place. All right. Uh, talk to you later. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I want to see 
Luther's story as well and yeah. see how what changed with him. I mean, maybe he's just. I mean, he you know he and Allison didn't seem to end on a great note, and you know I don't know maybe that's affected him too. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot lot to dig in with his character. Like we mentioned earlier, it's yep. He's definitely something has happened to change him. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, be interesting to see where that goes. Like I said, I think we'll get some episodes um, out of yeah. that for sure. All right. Thank you, Steve. Um, we also have a voice message from our good friend, Mark Kirkman. Hi, Rima. Hi, Pake. Mark here. Just wanted to say I had to binge watch all of season one. And that ending to season one was so funny for the fact that they didn't even you know, stop the apocalypse. It got all screwed up and now they got blasted into a new one. A new issue that five puts them into at that point in the sixties. And it's so funny. I'm really enjoying I really enjoyed the first season and I really enjoyed the first episode of season two. The fact that, you know, five is now on a mission to get everybody back together again. And the little things, the music is what's so cool because it's it's for that time, and I'm I'm just enjoying it completely. The resonance of like other movies and stuff like that, "Come with Me If You Want to Live," <laughs> or somebody getting hit by a car, just like in Back to the Future, things of that nature. I, I thought it was so funny to have all those uh, references within this one episode already, and it's so funny too because they're all in their own world they they are all separated but within the same area but years apart and they have to discover themselves take care of themselves and then eventually find themselves back together again to stop yet again another apocalypse so but i'm curious about what your takes are what your feelings and thoughts are i love your podcast i love what's going on with the show and i'm so glad i'm covering it as well but I look forward to hear your thoughts. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Yeah, we, we have, we've got several friends who also have podcasts covering the show, right, Paige? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants in on the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> it is a great show. I can't we, blame them. We did it first, guys. Just remember that. <laughs> no, just teasing. Everybody who's doing it has great podcasts. So I, I always encourage everyone to, you know, if you enjoy so much, a show so much, you know, listen to all the podcasts on it, um, you know, and get those different perspectives and, and hear other people's thoughts on it. You're going to get um, all kinds of interesting information from many great folks who are um, many of them that are good friends of ours. And I'm proud to call them friends. Yes. Um, so yeah, be sure to check, check them out. Thanks Mark for that. Um, we can definitely let you know, um, everyone know where to find Mark's podcast as well um, in the show notes, if interested. Mm -hmm. We also have one more voice message from our good friend, Greg. Hey, Rima. Hey, Peg. This is Greg. Uh, welcome back, Strange Indeed. It'll be good to get back on a schedule of listening and, and watching. Uh, so, episode one of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, I'd say that the biggest thing that I really enjoyed about the episode was the kind of the tonal shift. Um, you gave, got basically the, like, basically they completely changed the settings. So now we are in the 60s and it almost uh, gives it 
almost like a Watchmen type feel um, of when we were watching the, the flashbacks and that to a, an older time. Uh, it makes it a little bit darker. And uh, I like the fact that they all went to different, like accidentally went to different years. And so you see some of them have adapted. Some of them, like Klaus, are still the same self-centered asshats that they have been to begin with. But, uh, you know, he's learning to cope with and without Ben. Um, yeah, anyway, really good start. A lot of fun to, to watch it. I am really looking forward to seeing what, uh, I'm not sure what the character's name was, but the, the girl who was in the asylum with Diego, uh, that, uh, looking to, looking forward to seeing what parts she plays. All right. See you guys later. Bye. That was so great. Thank you, Greg, for welcoming us back. It's good to be back. Yes. Good to be back. It's good to be back for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> for me. Well, you're um, I'm back on strange indeed. Thanks, everyone. This such great feedback and response from everyone. Um, thank you again. Um, I did go ahead and put out in case you guys uh, were not didn't already see them. Um, I went ahead. It's something we did similar when uh, we were covering Lock and Key um, earlier this year. Um, I went ahead and just put up a post for every episode um, because I know, you know, look, not everyone likes to stick to that week to week schedule and that's totally fine. You guys want to binge it and, and finish. And if you're already finished, that's amazing. Um, we are still on our week to week schedule as of now. If, if we're able to cover an, a, a, another episode or something, we're definitely going to try and, and put something out there. I just can't make any promises like that. My, my schedule. Yeah. Um, I can't, I just can't make any promises to that, but I did go ahead and put up a post because I, I would love as people are watching, if you want to finish an episode, go find that post on our Facebook page and leave some feedback. So when we do get to that point, we'll have that. Um, I'll mm-hmm. probably also continue to go ahead and put up a post anyway. We, Hey, we're getting ready to cover this one, you know, so if you are sticking to that weekly schedule, so there, there's going to be plenty of um, opportunities for everyone to, to continue posting. Um, but I want to at least give folks a chance who, who might be binging it um, an opportunity to go ahead and leave it while it's fresh in their head. Right. So, yeah. but that was great. We had some great response. I love that everybody's loving it as much as what we are um, digging um, talking about it and it is good to be back and it's good to be back with you, Paik. Um, I'm so excited. This is going to be a really fun, I guess, 10 weeks. I think it's 10 episodes for the season. I haven't I think so. You know, I didn't, I didn't look ahead. I was afraid to look ahead, but I think it's 10. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I think it's going to be great. Um, we're going to have a ton of fun. I I just know it. So, Okay, well, next week we'll be covering season two, episode two from the Umbrella Academy called The Frankel Footage. And I did not put in a description because, again, spoilers. I think <laughs> I think I put in a description once for Lock and Key that, like, totally spoiled the episode. <laughs> so I, got, I didn't do it on purpose. I literally just grabbed it and copied and pasted it without really reading mm-hmm. it. And I – because I just – didn't think that they would put something kind of kind of spoilery in the in the description and then when we, we were recording and i was like oh that was that was kind of spoilery i can't believe they put that in a description but yeah. so i i quit doing that so if you guys want to know what the description is either you can look at it yourself or you can just watch the episode mm-hmm. not gonna hear it from me this um, is always great anyway yeah absolutely so We are really excited for you um, to follow us through time. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at StrangeTCast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. 
And you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. So go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcast. Yes, please. And and yeah, go check out some awesome, um, the other podcasts on Podcastica. In fact, um, Paik and I, because I know you guys love us so much, we just covered on the Walking Dead cast with Jason, um, the annual Comic-Con yeah. um, episode where we talk about uh, some of the things that we're looking forward to that came out of Comic-Con this year. We, um, If anyone that doesn't know, Comic-Con was virtual this year and um, it was free. For everyone, I can yeah. now officially say I've attended Comic Con. Yeah, which it was my <laughs> first time. I, I got to finally go to San Diego Comic Con. I never I thought didn't even have to put on pants. <laughs> exactly. I didn't even have to. I could be in my pajamas and I could drink wine the entire time. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I never thought I'd be able to say that because I feel like you have to literally win the lottery, which is essentially what you would normally have to do to be able to attend Comic Con to get tickets to to be able to attend. That's how rare it is. Um, so it was it was nice to be able to like actually kind of participate in, in whatever way they made it possible. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, Walking Deadcast just released that episode. If you are interested um, in hearing some of our thoughts and what we were excited about, some of the news that came out of Comic-Con this year and other pop culture uh, related items um, kind of happening right now, be sure to check out that episode as yeah, well. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. Always, always a good time over there on Walking mm-hmm. Deadcast and talking about, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, we're like big pop culture nerds, so totally our thing. So yeah, check that out. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Kate. And Mark Kirkman is strange indeed.